Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 35mm Colonoscopy Podcast, the show where we go colon deep with our unfiltered takes on the movies we've been watching. My name is Spencer. As always, I'm joined by my main man, Gio. I'm also joined by my other good buddy, Aaron, who thinks iCarly is better than Drake and Josh. Oh, my God. Today, we're talking about uh this uh 2017 movie written and directed by paul schrader who wrote taxi driver among many other movies it's starring ethan hogg it is called first reformed uh you know we'll start with geo it's a pretty heavy film geo so why don't you give us uh you know your uh first couple takes here uh i gotta start it off on the side uh well i think my guys might be surprised on uh on my reaction to this film but i uh i am not a big fan I'm, i gotta say i gotta say i'm not a big fan of the film uh what's it called I, I thought it was like uh okay you know i thought i had i thought the, the, this film strong suit was like um like the interesting you know like points of thoughts that it kind of brings up but other than that just kind of like as a, like just viewing it as like just like a film just like just a film and it's in its own right i don't I, I don't really enjoy it that much i thought um the dialogue was kind of um, just like lacking a, a lot, really uh, lacking any interest for me. Uh, yeah, just really the only strong point that I that I felt in this. There was a couple of good shots. Now I think about it, a couple. Uh, there was a couple of good shots every now and then, but nothing, nothing really, you know, standing out. Nothing kind of blew my mind. Uh, but yeah, no, it, I thought I thought it, it, it definitely brought up some interesting points on like the mic. You know how would uh, how to how to re- react to like climate change or like how does the church react to this? How does the church involved in this? Blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't really uh, didn't really care for it overall. Uh, Spence. Interesting. All right. So I kind of felt like I liked it a lot more in the beginning, and as the plot sort of kept going and went along. Because, you know, you could tell something was going to happen. They were building up to something. You're just thinking, what it, what are they building up to? And as the movie kept going and it kind of kept morphing into, like, kind of a B-movie version of Taxi Driver, you know, there was, like, a lot of similarities here. Um, that was where I kind of started to lose interest because I was like, you know, I've seen – I feel like I've seen this before and it was done a little bit better. Um, but I loved it in the beginning. I actually – I thought the cinematography was really good and I, I really enjoyed the writing. Um, and also Ethan Hawke's performance was like top notch. Um, I'll have to, we'll have to look at who was, I know he didn't get any acting nominations. Um, and I don't remember the acting class for lead actor in this year being that strong. So he may have gotten robbed. Um, overall, I, I liked it, but probably didn't love it. Aaron, Aaron, where do you stand on this? That is a very fair assessment. Uh, I remember liking this movie a lot more the first time I watched it. Kind of similar to how, how I felt about Melancholia. where uh, mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that Gio touched on a little bit that I really like about it is the way that it has it shows like religion dealing with real problems. Because a lot of times when you hear about like religion in a modern context it talks about how people deal with grief and stuff like that and it does touch on that in this movie but it deals with issues like what does god think about pollution which is an interesting concept to me obviously i'm not super religious as you both know but i find that that concept really interesting honestly it's kind of thought-provoking it's a it's a movie where i i enjoy the themes of it 
almost more than the actual like filmmaking stuff. I think I think I think that's what you're saying a little bit, Geo. But yeah. uh, Spencer touched on the cinematography, and this is a weird movie for me because okay, obviously you guys noticed the the aspect ratio. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's really weird. It's like it's like three point or it's one point three seven. I think it said on IMDb yeah. by one, mm-hmm. which is such a weird yeah. aspect ratio that uh, like I, I just I, I I kind of understand what they were trying to do. They're going for like a, like the character feels constricted, and that's why I mean kind of like in the movie Mommy, if you guys have seen that, Gio, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Where I mean, they have like the the one by one aspect ratio, and then it breaks open, and you know. Mm-hmm. All that. Yeah. I don't think it worked that well in this movie, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't. I like. I wrote down a question to ask you guys, and I put uh, at the time I thought it was just a four by three aspect ratio, but I, I was wrong. But I, I wrote down: Does the aspect ratio add anything to the movie for you? Uh, um, no. I thought if anything, uh, the only thing it may have added was it kind of made like the because I think throughout the film kind of did the whole like where um. It was it was like it wasn't exactly straight on to the to the person. It was kind of like at just a slight angle, like almost not exact, not as drastic as like a forty five on the yeah. person, but just like a slight angle facing the person, and 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 the, whoever's the subject was would be like kind of facing at another angle off camera. And uh, I thought like at first that kind of seemed interesting, but uh, and I it kind of I guess the aspect ratio may have enhanced that a little bit, kind of looked more like a portrait. But uh, as the as the film went on, it, it passed like the first like quarter of the film. It, it honestly just wore off. It it didn't it didn't add anything to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, the note. Continue, Spencer. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. The the note I wrote down for it was different, but not overwhelming. Um, it didn't like it didn't bother me as far as how much does it add to the story. Uh, I don't know if it adds a, a you know any to the story at all. I think that whole like. Uh, you know, we'll change it so it represents uh, that he's feels claustrophobic and constricted. I feel like it's kind of a a base level symbolism. Exactly. Um, you know, so as yeah, as far as adding to the story and the character, I'm going to say it doesn't. Um, but I I actually kind of liked the look of it, and it it didn't bother me at all. So I, I was okay with it. it. It didn't bother me on my first viewing, but coming back to it, it's just like, it's almost like why, like why distract the audience mm-hmm. with like something that has no like purpose because uh geo uh it, it sounded like you'd seen mommy uh yeah but that that film plays with the aspect ratio in such an interesting way but in this it almost felt like i don't know if you guys have seen any of the more recent transformers movies <laughs> but they shoot no. those on they shoot those on very different cameras and the aspect ratios constantly change from like a letterboxed <laughs> to 1.85 like normal hd to like a, a like a half cropped letterbox and it, it's it's so distracting and it kind of it sadly reminded me of that because i'm just like just, what what's the purpose obviously it's not as bad as that because like you know it's changing but i, mean, it's, I just want to so i just want to uh i just want to point out how much i enjoy that you took the time out of your day to watch the recent transformers movies whenever they came out I don't know which ones you've seen, but I've just seen the fact that you saw. Oh my you've god! You've seen all. Okay, yeah, I have some, I have some follow up questions on this. Is this like a family? Is this like a family affair? Where it like, started out as that. The the first three I watched with with my family. The fourth one I watched out of convenience because uh, me and my other friend were like, let's go watch the goofy fucking dinosaur transformer. 
Everybody oh, just making yeah. fun of it the whole time. And then the fifth one I watched at a protest. I don't remember what I didn't watch it in the theaters. Do you do you remember what your protest was? No, it it was a it was a <laughs> false cause. I don't know what I was doing. It, it was. Jesus. I just watched it. It's it's got the fucking the intros with the. Uh, what 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 was it? it was Is that the Merlin. one with Mark Wahlberg? Is that the one with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, the the last tour with Mark Wahlberg. The one oh, with uh, oh, T.J. Miller. Oh, two with Mark Wahlberg. I thought. I thought it was just one with Mark Wahlberg. No, 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 there's two, Gio. Oh, there's Dude, two. Oh, my God. Listen, don't mess with me with the with the Transformers knowledge, right? I fucking got this on lock. Oh, my God. But in the, Dude, in the I, fourth I... one, the, TJ Miller gets vaporized in the first 20 minutes, which is hilarious. He just gets turned into, like, carbon dust. They also God. name an element Transformium. Not to get too... Oh, wow. Reasons, Very clever. Uh... Wow. Very clever. Wow. Yeah, that's a good one, Oh, man. my goodness. That, that really, fourth one's really... a cinematic masterpiece. God, they are... <laughs> Listen, it, the first one is fucking stupid, but goddamn is it art compared to the rest of those fucking movies. I don't know if you guys know the <laughs> story behind that. the second Transformers movie. I'm going to go on a quick tangent here. Where do it, do it, it. Was, Dark Side it was, of the Moon? No, no, that was the third one, Gio. This, I, forget <laughs> the, I, forget, I forget the fucking name of the second one. But anyway, the point of it I'm is, is that, movie, I'm on it. that movie was written during the writer's strike. So oh my God. what um so what Michael Bay did was he was just like I'm just gonna go shoot action scenes. Fuck it. And <laughs> and then they're gonna figure it out afterwards. They're gonna tie the story Wait. together. So he just oh filmed God. it in like this Egyptian setting on the pyramids and shit. And they're supposed to be in America. And he and the writers go, how do they get there? <laughs> and 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 then what ended up happening is they just fucking have teleportation. They teleport. Yep. Them. Yeah. Jet fire uh, from the National Museum, what Museum of National History or whatever it's called in Washington D.C. It's uh, teleport. Revenge of the Fallen. Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, right. yeah. Revenge of the Fallen. That's a I great one. Known. That's a classic, God. dude. God. Is that Dark the one Moon, where, where Age Optimus of Prime like almost dies? Or like Optimus he, Prime he does dies. die. He dies he in dies. that one. Spoiler alert. Wow, that's he heartbreaking. Dies God. in that one, and they bring him back with this dagger that turns into sand, and then it turns back into a dagger. Shia LaBeouf pack. And then it. all the ancient <laughs> Transformers talked to Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, and they're like, "Hey, we want nice. you to bring back Prime." And he was like, "Okay." So then he runs across the desert, stabs Optimus Prime in the heart. Optimus Prime is back to life and kills the Decepticon with the hanging wrecking balls for Ballsack. Bad. On top, that is destroying the Pyramid of Giza. That's oh, the plot of that God. movie, and that's that is my tangent on the Transformers uh, Quinn trilogy. Quinn Quinn. I don't know. Quinn Five talk. movies yeah, know. It doesn't matter. Trilogy. Saga. Aaron, it's a saga. 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 There you go. That's the saga. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only. I never saw. I think I saw the first one, and that was it. I, don't, but I did see. I did see an interview with Mark Wahlberg. When um, it was like one of those stupid Vanity Fair ones where they hook him up to the quote lie detector and they ask him questions, and it was about Transformers. He's like, you know, I thought the uh, first three were solid. Uh, obviously, <laughs> mine were not. And I was like, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> all right, well, he, I mean, he's lying to himself about the first three, oh but at least yeah, he's, least he uh, like, he's trying. He's half truth in there. Yeah, he was half truth. He's half truth in that whole thing. Half truth and half truth and. God. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to uh, a movie Reformed. that I, I would hope that we can all agree is better than Transformers. First Reformed. God. Um, yes. Uh, uh, we'll definitely. start from the beginning. Uh, 
another beautiful title card. I always like that addition we've mentioned it a few times. Um, yes. And um, yeah, the opening credits eight? were 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 very um classy. I've got to say, classy. Yeah, uh, very old school. Uh-huh. Yeah, very old yeah, school. The opening credits style. Yeah, I will say uh, one like slight point. Did there was there like a? Uh, I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like there was like a lot of um. Uh, what is opening cards i don't know like the production studio cards i kind of like four it did all, i felt like it did all the all the closing credits in the opening credits yeah it, definitely, um, it, it was like four or five like oh you know like how like production studios have like their own like opening card yeah. or whatever you know i, I can't, can't name them off you know paramount or whatever universal i think like there was like four or possibly even five like uh, of mm-hmm. those cards that just yeah. went like back to back and uh, yeah, it seemed like a lot to me. I don't know. It kept on going. I mean, this is technically an A24 movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It is an A24. Which is kind of surprising. Right. This seems very different from a lot of other A24 movies. Usually they have like a specific... Like, like... <laughs> I would, Good, I good one, Spencer. I beg a different. <laughs> really? Know, kind of, this kind of seems like right up their alley. Yeah. Okay, it's, fair enough. Yeah. No, but... um, um, I like it when they do those... The, the opening credits in those style like i know uh vox logs did the same thing where they do yeah. it all in the beginning but it's yeah. like you know let's good, just good get out. it out of the way thank good you shout out, out. <laughs> very good shout out <laughs> uh, um, i think an, an, that, an Alan Foreman reference is going to be our new thing oh yeah it's i, my, it's I am going to wave. work one in i'm going to work one in every single podcast just until like how i try to get in french new wave it's, it's going to be the same yeah. thing until somebody gets it into the right hands, until nice. you know, like a, a distant cousin of hers hears it and they, oh, they hand it off to like the agent. You know, it's gonna work up the pyramid. Uh-huh. She's at the top. Yeah, yep. we're gonna get there. Now yep. the top, the top is Zach Braff. We what we who we want to meet is Zach Braff. <laughs> That's why. I, oh, I forgot. Spencer doesn't want to meet uh, Donald Faison. Sorry, Donald. I didn't say don't. No, want to you meet said him. that you didn't said... want to meet him. That's what you said. You were naming too many people, and then we had like four people at the table. Okay, but was, you didn't want to see Donald Faison. Is the point? Donald Faison. I wanted to on the record. I would love to meet you. I the I think original, you're a great actor, sir. The original Falcon. There oh, you what, go. No, what? What? What's, what? No, no uh, way. What's no his, way! No, no, what's um, what's uh, Don Cheadle's name? Character like what's his character's uh, Iron hero? Iron Patriot or whatever? Iron Patriot. He was <laughs> Donald Faison was the original Iron Patriot, I think. Uh, no, I he was no not. Way. Wasn't no he? Way. Wasn't he? Or am I thinking of? Oh my God! Wait, no. Am I thinking of Cuba getting? No, 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 no. Cuba getting wasn't there. There was wasn't there an original? Fucking the guy Iron who Patriot? played him. Yeah, the guy who played him before it was uh, Terrence Howard. Howard. Oh my God. God. Wow. You're that Donald Faison. I'm the only one that wants to meet you and respects your career enough to mention roles you're actually in. First of all, I respect his role in Clueless. Okay. Fair enough. I respect real art here. Remember the Titans? Okay. Big Fat Liar. He was the driver of Big Fat Liar. How how do you feel about that one? Huh? I respect his career. What are we? What are we missing on Donald Faison? I think we've. uh, I think we've. Oh my God! You know, he did a movie with he did a movie with fucking Justin Long. Or two two pinnacles of acting. That's true. We we keep getting far away from the movie. Let's 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 pull back a little bit, guys. (laughs) He was in Netflix's Game Over, man. Classic. Oh my god, Uh we are coming back to this movie called The Wave. That he's in Hotbot, guys. He's in Hotbot. God, we're just talking about Donald Faison, and I love it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, we're coming back to that movie, The Wave. I'm telling you, this is this is fucking gold. All right. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Opening opening shot of first form. (laughs) The slow zooming on the church. 
uh where the like the lighting is changing the clouds are moving yeah yeah um, i enjoyed it very peaceful very nice shot um again i actually really enjoyed the cinematography in here um aaron you're more of the cinematography guy um so i don't know how you felt about i don't it. know it, it's Second just like it, it, i don't know man it, it nothing seems super purposeful like sure it was like symmetrical That's but true. what does that mean it, it looks nice a lot of stuff it, like it's nice. aesthetically pleasing and the composition's all right but like what does it yeah. mean you know yeah a, a lot like um like um what is it um uh what is it the king speech by a, a director Ooh, interesting. the guy from cats you know you yeah know the guy from cats? yeah tom hooper tom wow. hooper there we go yeah, his name was escaping me but I, yeah I could a lot be of the, a lot, all, all no, the you're cinematography right. all the cinematography in that film had no purpose too and like it kind of like just brings down the movie when like you just have no well, well the thing is is like, just don't distract me with it you know like don't have good yeah. cinematography and make me think about what the purpose is if you're trying to tell a story an interesting story you don't need good cinematography we proved that before we've yeah, talked about plenty of competent. films we have talked about plenty of films where they don't need like super impressive like great shot cinematography mm-hmm. because we're focused mm-hmm. on the story but if you want to focus on the cinematography you better give me something to think about you know mm-hmm. I, I don't want to like look at the cinematography and be like what does this mean and then have absolutely no idea because that's what this film was for me. It was super like some shots were super symmetrical with like the the panning back from the during like the final scene when it's panning like through the pews and, uh, and looking up at the organ. It like mm-hmm. what what does that mean though? Like you don't if you don't have anything. And honestly, that was probably one of the 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 more closely like shots where I was like, okay, that's I could see that meaning like you know he's like an overview of all the people and stuff like that, but. My point is, if you're gonna distract me with cinematography, you better like give me a reason to think about it. You know, I don't want to just yeah. think about it for no reason. Yeah, yeah, no. I I will say, aside from the cinematography, I, I, I Spence touched on it before, but Ethan Hawke gave a outstanding performance in this film. Agreed. I must say, uh, yeah. he was definitely one of, better, one of the better parts of, uh, of this film. I mean, uh, he, you know, I mean, the man's a legend. You know, he did. The Sunrise uh, before trilogy. There we go. Yep. Before trilogy. Training Day. You know, the Dead Poets Society. Gattaca. Gattaca. Uh, Gattaca. Don't forget That's about a Gattaca. Legendary film. That's a you can't never forget about. Gattaca, shout out to baby. Mrs. Tasnot. You did the fucking original. Don't give us shout out to Mrs. <laughs> did the okay. original uh, purge. God, what a fucking wow. god. Holy shit. Yeah, he did the first purge. Yeah, he was he was like the dad. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. dude, I've never watched any of those movies, the Purge movies. You never watched the Purge movies? No, nah, but I've seen all the Transformers. Oh god, <laughs> Jesus! Dude, all right, well, while we're on, uh, while we're on Ethan Hawke, um, because I totally agree, like powerhouse performance from him. Yeah, great. I have a few few scenes I wrote down where he was especially good. Um, but for the actors that were nominated that year, because he was not one of them, uh, we have Gary Oldman who won for Darkest Hour when he played Churchill. Um, Very fair. Daniel Day Lewis and Phantom Thread. Oh yeah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Um, yeah. Denzel Washington for Roman J Israel Esquire. Also, Done shout that. out to that Stefan sketch on SNL. It was really funny. And Timothy Chalamet for Call Me by Your Name. Oh my fucking god! Really? Of course. He he was fucking. He got nominated. it over. He was nominated and Ethan Hawke was not for best for lead. lead actor. This is for lead. This is for lead. This is for lead. Oh my god! Was he lead in that movie? I thought was he was supporting. That must have been like the first year where they were like trying to push that kid, huh? That must have. They're been. still, dude. They. They're I don't understand. I feel like they're just trying to force that kid. I don't know. He dude. wasn't good in Lady Bird, right? I want to get this out of the way. He was not good yeah, in Lady no, Bird. I don't think. I don't dude, think he's so. I, I, he's yeah. the Lizzo of the movie industry, you know, where they're he's just trying to push plant. him. There's, he's yeah. clearly <laughs> a plant. Yeah, he's clearly an industry plant. 
you know, and uh, <laughs> he's, they're just trying to push him, you know, as the next kid, you know. They give him this French name, Leo. even though he was born in, like, Staten they're, Island or something. They're trying, to give, they're trying to make him the next Leo, man. They just give him, they just give any kid a fucking, like, a really, like, nice name, you know, sounding name. And, uh, and they, they're just trying to push him as the next Leo and shit. But it's not not going to work. Yeah. Not going to pull a fast one on me, Hollywood. For real. Did you guys see him in Little Women? It's fucking terrible yes, in the dramatic I scenes. In that. I, didn't, I, did. I didn't see Little Women. Fucking no. awful in the dramatic scenes at the end when he's trying to confess his love to Sorsa Ronin or whatever you pronounce her name. Yeah. God, he was so terrible. Yeah. No. That was rough, man. I, I Have I seen him in a good movie? He was okay in Beautiful Boy. I'll give him that. I, I haven't seen Beautiful Boy, personally. No, right. but, uh, but yeah. yeah, I don't think um, any of the other actors really uh, did anything crazy for me. I was I was pleasantly surprised to see uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric the Entertainer. In a, in a, 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 a not really serious role, but like he wasn't, you know, exa- he wasn't going for anything. It was, it was, a, it I mean, it was a pretty serious role, yeah. Yeah, I mean. yeah you, you know, and uh, I, I was pretty, that was, I was pleasantly surprised, to say the least. And, yeah, it was like, a, it's akin to when I saw uh, Tyler Perry in Gone Girl. I was like, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Tyler Perry was the lawyer in Gone Girl. Yeah. I, I, who, all right. Who decided question, that? Question. <laughs> who was better, Tyler Perry in Gone Girl or Cedric the Entertainer in First Reformed? Oh, I, I, I want to say Cedric. I, I want to say. I'm going to go Cedric, too, because it felt like his, his character had a little more going on than Tyler Perry's. Tyler yeah. Perry's is just, I'm good lawyer. I save yeah. you. Yeah. Isn't that the Medea guy, Tyler Perry? Tyler yes, Perry. Tyler Perry. He, he is the Medea guy. Yeah. <laughs> among, many, among many classics, he is the Medea guy. Yeah, yeah. Has he no. done anything else other than Medea? I feel like Cedric the Entertainer has more classics, though, if I'm, if I'm really being what honest. Cedric the and he's a stand-up comedian. Cedric the Entertainer is a stand-up yeah, comedian. Yeah, one of the original kings of comedy, am I right? Come on. Comedy, yeah, but dude, that that first scene between Ethan Hawke and Cedric the Entertainer, um, when Cedric mentions how everybody calls uh, First Reform the souvenir shop, um, that was a really good yeah. scene, and like uh, Ethan Hawke, like the reaction he gave to that was was just really good. Oh, you kind of like yeah. see his like pain and disappointment. Uh huh. And like the bo- uh, was it the uh, that was that the scene where they were in the diner with the Bach guy? What was this, uh, something Bach? No, that's later in the movie. That's later in the movie. Uh, but yeah, that was. I mean, that was another really good scene with Ethan. Fantastic scene. That was great at, at, at kind of making like the antagonist uh, uh, or, or whatever, or like switching the, or kind of like uh, making the the, uh, the the fact of the church being like more of a business and like not really what for what it's uh, what it stands for uh, more pronounced in the film. I thought that was a great scene for that, or pushing that really. Mm-hmm. That, that scene kind of flipped the switch. I like the uh, the set design of the churches as well. The the big one that's kind of like the uh, more of that big business church kind of feel, and then that smaller antique first form. They both mm-hmm. looked really really good. Did it yeah. did it look like a normal church? I I don't I don't go to a lot of churches. Uh, uh, yeah, mean, the big one. I, I thought the big one. They they got okay. it. They got it pretty right. Uh, that's exactly. The big one was pretty solid. Yeah, the, I mean yeah. the first reformed one is. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, 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 more, I was yeah, more asking yeah. about the other one. Yeah, no, I can't really, can't really um, um, talk about New England historical yeah, exactly. churches. How, yeah, how they're <laughs> supposed to look and all. I'm sure, it was accurate, but the big one. I thought it was very. The, those pews were like perfect. Those those like the exact Hell pews yeah. that they. Uh, yeah, it had a. Uh, 
it, it like it it didn't feel super modern i feel like the coloring and like kind of the plush style carpet you know was a little more old school yeah. but as far oh, as yeah, like sizing and like the screen yeah it felt more like an early 2000s church than like a 2020 yeah. church yeah or 2017 yeah. church at that time but it was still um i still enjoyed it there was like one shot when, when ethan hawk's walking in that's a far away wide shot kind of in the corner that was really nice yeah. Um, and then uh, the shot where Ethan Hawke and the girl, um, ah, forgetting her name, but where they're having lunch and like it was the wall behind them was like covered in like scripture or something mm-hmm. um, that I really enjoyed like that shot. That's more of a set design thing, really than a shot. But it, it, again, yeah, aesthetically pleasing. And that kind of like fit into like what they were trying to do, I think. God, <laughs> while we're on the subject of that one uh, of that one girl, I thought. The scene after he visits like the doctor and like um, he's going through the uh, the the newer church. I honestly forget the name. Ah, uh, uh, um, oh, what is it? It starts with an A. Yeah, it starts with an A. But uh, anyway, he's going through that church. He's walking, and then that that woman, the choir uh, the choir director, uh, her name starts with an E. Uh, is she like kind of runs up to him asking like about what happened with the test and blah blah. Like uh, she like did some digging, and then Ethan Hawke. Oh God! Gives a scathing, <laughs> just like, yeah. That was rough to watch. Like, oh shit. yeah. Just, he said, "I despise you." Like, oh my God. That little monologue was <laughs> rough to listen to, dude. Oh my God! Like, but you, it, it was perfect. You bring out the worst like, in me, or something like God, that. God, yeah. I was like, oh my God! You, really, she just absolutely destroyed her. Like, it was tough. It was tough, but fantastic, really. Fantastic yeah. Thing. God. I uh, her name was Esther. Her name was. Esther and uh, Abundance United, or something along those lines, is the name of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure. I can't find anything in the Google image in the images on IMDb, but God. that's a very God. modern looking diner. Now, now that I look at it again, <laughs> this is like, oh my goodness, it looks nothing like one of those old. Sc- I would not anticipate seeing this diner in the New England area. Yeah, no, it looks look really. Yeah, well, oh my god, look at that image, dude. That's like modern, oh. you know. Oh God! Um, I think about it. Uh, following the, the "I despise you" scene, I, there was like the one of the few moments of like comedy in, in the film was like immediately following that scene, like it cuts and to to him journaling, and and it, and he says, "I woke early, felt better, and immediately set about my daily tasks." Like it kind of like, yeah, was, it was like a really happy tone. Yeah, that was one of the more comedic moments of the film. I thought. But that's that's kind of I think right. That's when you're starting into that real taxi driver stuff. Like the yeah. kind of whole like I did something bad and I feel good. I feel yeah. Or, or like or, it's it's like where the journaling like okay because like plenty of movies have like journaling as the narration blah blah blah. Yeah. But like it's when it starts moving into like uh, he's starting to like you know, um, get more into like the, the climate change stuff and like the, you know, not exactly conspiracies, but he like, starts uh, getting corrupted by that ideology. Exactly. Exactly. And he starts like, you know, thinking about the, the explosives and, and that more, that's where it starts like merging, like kind of like paralleling taxi drivers yeah. in a sense, you know, that's, that's where I started to notice it. Cause I, I kind of forgot it watching the first half. Like, I, you know, it wasn't really in my mind, but I had known that he that the writer was the writer of Taxi Driver, but uh, it, it came back into my mind after those scenes. Like I, I like it just went back into my mind. I couldn't help but think of it. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. I think it was pretty later in the movie, but um, when he pours the seltzer, no, when he pours the uh, Pepto Bismol into the, like the, the yeah, whiskey. The oh um, my god! And that was like the exact shot from Taxi Driver. Yeah, um, with different liquids. 
Yeah. I mean, that's something that, uh, like, Aaron and I were talking about this before. Um, with Joker and, like, the, you know, inspiration it took from the Scorsese movies, you know, what at, where is the line between paying homage to something and then just stealing from it? And, I mean, it's not really stealing for this one because he wrote both movies, but, it, I mean, it was... They were towing that line in this. Yeah, no, sure. it's definitely a tough. It's a very fine line between because, like, you have to because every uh, 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 all art is like theoretically stolen from another thing. Of course, it's just about it. it great art steals, but like, kind of like enhances, like does, does the uh, your uh, kind of your own spin, your own take, your own uh, your own um, your own version. You know, you kind of do something a little different at least a little different with it it's like having a recipe and then adding in like more ingredients and or changing some ingredients it's the basil it's the basil that you're adding you know you throw in the basil basil. and you take out the parsley that's what Uh it is you know you know you're adding the spice nobody can see it but through our zoom call right now geo is uh he's making the you know the chef like yeah. yeah, you know the chef movement where you're dropping mm-hmm. something in with the with the hand, the hand. You're flick. sprinkling the you, salt. You can't. In, you know? Yeah, you yes. cannot. You cannot do. Uh, you cannot make a good recipe without you doing can't. that. If you if you just if you just drop it, it's not going to be good. It's you not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about one, control. You have you have more control yeah. doing exactly. it this way. Yep. Exactly. I'm glad we're on the same page here. It's oh, yeah. yeah. It's a necessity when you're cooking. This is now cooking <laughs> tips, by the way. This isn't. We're done with the movie. We're switching. We're switching podcasts. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's now cooking. Check, Check out our other podcast. Thirty-five millimeter. Uh, Three hundred fifty degree. Cocoa there you go. Three, <laughs> I was. Fifty I was degree. Really interested. I was really interested to see what improvised title Aaron was going to come up. Yeah, with. you know <laughs> I'm not going to improv. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, the sequel coming, the squeakle. So <laughs> now that's the real reference every podcast. <laughs> every single podcast, I think we've referenced the squeakle specifically, at least every single podcast. We must have. It's awesome. I respect it. <laughs> we will do just a podcast on that, on, yeah. the, on that trilogy. On the, oh, no, the quadrilogy. Oh, quadrilogy. The quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. On that quadrilogy. One day. One day. One day. One day. Oh, God. You know what, though? I think. What I, I one of the scenes that genuinely like uh, surprised me was was obviously the 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 levitation scene like where he's going uh, through, yeah where he's like yeah uh, where where he's going through like his fucking you know where they like just touch each other or whatever that I I let out I let out an exact like an audible what the fuck like in my in my room watching <laughs> this on my on my laptop I let out an audible what the fuck yeah like i was so, i was taken so by surprise like that was the last thing that i expected to see uh, and honestly. it just came out of nowhere honestly it just came absolutely out of nowhere um it's kind of like kind of reminded me of that like uh i oh, sorry sorry to cut you off but um what is it uh, of that like rick and morty episode where he's like uh yep. what's, it's like the cloud it's like the fart cloud or whatever were you singing he's like, the song <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't help but think of that <laughs> he's singing the song i forgot what it, what it was called but yeah, uh, yeah it, 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 it kind of reminded me of that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Spen- what were you gonna say, Spencer? What were you gonna say? I mean, I was gonna say like it, you know, it looked really nice, but I'm, you know, I'm still trying to think of like what it meant. Um, yeah, and it definitely was really like artsy and out there for like the type of movie it had been. You know, it wasn't like a movie that had been really ambitious with its cinematography up until that point. You know, yeah. I feel like he was like, yeah, like we gotta get really wild. Yeah. It wasn't surreal at all, but he was like, we got, you know, we got to get wild at least once, right? 
And so they yeah. did it, but I was like, oh man, like you did it for the point of doing it, not for like the story. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems so like out of place. It's not, it just caught me as two bites like surprise. It was, I, I don't know. I don't know. Aaron, what did you think about that scene? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't honestly remember it from <laughs> the first time that I watched it. And so when it happened, I was like, okay, yeah, I remember this happening now. But I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Spencer. Is like, what the f- why? What does that yeah. mean? Like <laughs> that they're like they feel more connected, and that he's not gonna want to blow up the church when she's there. Mm-hmm. We already understand that they're already connected. You see them like have that scene where he's like, "Please don't go to the church." Like you don't. Yeah. It, you yeah. need either one of those scenes. You don't need both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't even like it was a runtime thing because this is teetering the line of like two hours. So he obviously had like the time frame. Like, what did you guys think yeah, about the no, pacing for it? it? Did you think that, that the pacing two was hours. good? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I thought it was solid. You know, maybe pick it up here and there. But honestly, hour fifty something, it wasn't too bad. I, I didn't feel like it. I, I was honestly getting a little bored. Too much. Uh, well, like, yeah, I mean, it's not a riveting story. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. but like you, you know me, I can watch like a. F- you know, three hour long Akira Kurosawa movie, no problem. But but this yes, was like I, this, I did know that. Yeah. This was dragging for me. Uh especially in the latter half. After like the hour to hour fifteen minute mark, when those types of scenes started to come up, I'm just like, I don't know, man. It just wasn't it wasn't catching me. You know what it was? I think I think they could have gotten to the the Michael committing suicide part sooner. Because that didn't happen until forty minutes in this hour fifteen minute. That was forty minute minutes? Yeah. Yeah, that was forty minutes wow. in. Um and you know, like uh especially when it's it's touched upon in like the synopsis. You know, when it says like yeah, you know, he it's bonds the with the widow. It's on IMDB, it is in the synopsis that oh, he wow. bonds with the widow after her husband commits suicide. Oh, and so wow. when I read that before the movie, I'm like, All right, they're gonna you know, this they're gonna knock this go. guy off yeah, in the first like go. fifteen. And and it, like I'm forty minutes in and it's like, oh, I almost forgot that it was going to happen. I was like, come on, you got to, something that's going to like, something that kicks off the plot of your movie. You cannot wait till halfway through to like get to that point. Very funny. I, 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 I'm so glad I didn't read the synopsis. Yeah, I did. I I had no clue that that was going to happen, to be honest. That's so funny that that's in the, that's in the short synopsis of the film. That's pretty hilarious. That's kind of like a main, like a main point of of the film. Yeah, but it was, I, yeah I, pretty important. I don't know. I I do applaud it. I I genuinely applaud it for like the 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 genuinely interesting like points that it tries to bring up. You know yeah, what I mean? It, like I said in the beginning, it's a it's a film that's more interesting thematically than the actual film. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I truly believe yeah. that. Yeah. No. Well, uh, speaking of which, uh, what uh, I want I kind of have like my own idea of what it kind of like meant. Especially the ending. Let's hear it. Well, what do you guys? What, what, uh, wait, no, I want. I want to hear you guys first because I, I want to see. I just wrote. I just wrote. Interesting ending, and that was my note. On the <laughs> nice, ending. Spencer. Um, very nice. Very <laughs> contemplative. <laughs> very philosophical on that one, Spencer. <laughs> I mean, I, so I, when I, you know, when we did our quote research, which is kind of just going through the IMDb trivia after the film, uh, I saw that research? Paul Schrader. <laughs> That's you know listen it's not all of my research but it's you know a good deal of it. Fair enough. Um, that that the writer had two other endings, one where he goes in and blows up the church. Yeah, I and think they filmed part of that he, too. And one where he uh, I remember drinks that the poison. Um, and so when I was like, well, if 
it's between these three. Uh, I guess this is the best one. Um, cause I don't love the, uh, the go in and blow the church up ending. Yeah. Um, seems kind of like a cop out and also just really, I don't know, like unnecessary to kill like all those good people. Yeah. Um, but you could, again, I mean, because honestly outside of like, we meet one antagonist, but that doesn't mean he needs to be killed or that his wife and children need to be blown up, yeah. you know? Um, or, or a centric entertainer and his family need to yeah, die. Exactly. You know, like, we, don't, Come on. we don't need that. That man's um, a national treasure. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, it was just, I uh, also, when it just cuts, like it just ends. Yeah. Um, and oh, it went yeah. to black for like 10 seconds. I thought something had happened with like the, the, what I was watching it and on. The outro card. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Then I, and then I went back. I was like, did I miss There's something like, did it glitch? And then it did. It was like, oh, that was kind of like, couldn't even give us like a fade out, you know, like a nice little hard cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like, like hard cut on an ending is. I like yeah. the emotional peak, so to speak. It really was like the peak. climax of the the climax the of this movie is the last second of the movie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's the exact emotional peak. What about you, Aaron? I mean, yeah, I guess you asked like more of like a thematic question, and I think it's really a movie about how like. Uh, ideologies can like corrupt you i mean you see it in the form of like obviously him learning about all this stuff and then doing research on like global warming and pollution and all that like through this through like the eyes of this guy who had killed himself because of his cause because of this cause and i think he just saw the passion in it and he he really liked that because of the fact that uh he took such passion in like his religion and I think he saw that same passion in this this cause that he found, but also you see it in like the the way that um uh the other church where it's like the the lady is so caught up in like worrying about him like uh physically that she doesn't even see like the emotional like trauma that he's going through. I mean, obviously she probably saw it after she screamed and yelled at her about how she's nothing and yeah. you know garbage or whatever God. a disgrace or whatever he said but mm. uh i think it's really about how this like ideology just completely corrupted and overtook him mm-hmm. that, that that's what i took it and then the ending obviously I, I to be honest i i kind of the way that i look at it thematically i would have preferred an ending where he just blows himself up even if it's just like himself you know like he's just in the room by himself boom kills himself yeah, That's it. yeah i would like that much better just the way that i look at it thematically but i totally understand why you guys think that that would be like a, it would be weird for him to like go out and like literally murder these people for yeah. for no reason you know the, uh, the barbed wire yeah the barbed maybe wire maybe he, if he uh the barbed wire was a little f- much in my opinion it was gross <laughs> really um maybe if he drank the if he drank the thing with the bob the barbed wire on and no, that no. was kind of like if you had like the last shot, it was like he falls, and then maybe like you know slow kind of zoom on like the empty glass. Maybe that could have been. I just liked uh, the bomb because it was like he was carrying on that cause because it was his the guy's bomb. Yeah, he's carrying on the cause. Or, you know, I kind of. Or liked he that felt idea. like a he felt like a debt to Michael, like a martyr. Like, yes. Yeah, like a martyr. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that thematically more than like him drinking fucking bleach or Drano or whatever he's drinking. Yeah, yeah, I drank cleaner. It was toilet cleaner, I think. It was drain cleaner. Yeah, it was drain cleaner, yeah. Oh, he had a nasty apartment. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but... Good set design. Good set design. I thought it was, like, something... I don't know. From what I got from it, I felt like it was trying to do, like, maybe, like, 
trying to be something about like uh like uh, like a like a parable almost like about hope you know i i, I don't know because it, it kept on that kept a, the recurring question like will god forgive us like he kept on like asking That's himself true, yeah. and like others and like mm-hmm. he he put that up on like the sign or whatever like will god forgive us you know and it's kind of like i don't know uh i i i feel like it's just something about hope like uh uh like the final scene like with the with the girl it's it he blames himself for like the for the thing that happened with his son and his wife, you know, and it almost like uh, in a way that uh, he needed that like that certain amount of hope, like that. Uh, uh, going back to the conversation in the beginning about like courage being the answer to despair, which was like his conversation with the guy, his first one. Uh, uh, it, I feel like it kind of almost comes full circle with that, and that's why if he had if he had um, blown up the like the 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 what is it the the church or whatever uh then it wouldn't have it, it would have been even more like just non non nonsensical really it it, it, it her, her coming in after and like him kind of like embracing her and uh, and all that is kind of him just i don't know accepting uh, like life accepting a certain a certain degree of hope but i don't know that that was just me on that one i like that interpretation of it I like your what point you think, about uh, the, the question that he, he keeps posing to himself in the world. Yeah. Yeah. God. It's because it's because and he gets even more like right before he sees her. Right before he sees her. That was him at his probably most depressed, if I'm if I'm assuming on him, because in like the cu- a couple of scenes prior, you even you you kind of have like that second moment of like really dark humor where he's like uh, he's showing the kids like the uh the underground railroads like oh, oh yeah, yeah the whole slave box yeah, yeah. And, the, and he's just like can you imagine just hearing the slave like the the slave yeah. owners uh hooves outside sweating yep. feeling desperate and alone can you just and it zooms in on him uh, while while he's telling this to like all these kids i that, that was pretty fucking comedy to me honestly <laughs> <laughs> fucking what do you uh what do you think the conversation is like when uh he takes off his shirt and she sees the barbed wire and she's oh like this, God, is, uh, yeah. this is interesting um maybe we could uh talk about this <laughs> i was thinking like wouldn't she have felt that underneath because barbed wire. i was thinking the same was, thing yeah. how do you not, not feel that like, they were oh they were touching bodies they were that was very pressing. much yeah they were very heated they're having a body conversation <laughs> for sure uh-huh. <laughs> I, I wanna I, I want her uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if she got double pregnant after that damn <laughs> second coming to Christ dude he's coming <laughs> uh, alright anyway yeah, should we get into our final thoughts real, really quick uh, how did she get in without uh, while when the door was locked true Jesus Whoa. Jesus Gio Jesus that's a good point through God anything is possible so jot if that Cedric down if the entertainer couldn't get in I don't know if she could that's, I feel like he probably has a little more muscle mass than she nah. <laughs> Amanda yeah. Seinfeld really, really pulling in the. I don't think it's Seinfeld. I think it's Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Nah, it's Seinfeld. I've always said Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. I'm just, I'll just roll with the dude. Seinfeld. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce uh, dude, his last name, so I'm going with Seinfeld. What about the? Uh, I, I, uh, I had two other things I kind of wanted to talk let's, about. Let's Before go the with it. Thoughts, we'll, we'll make it quick. Um. That eye lamp that is in her living room. Uh, <laughs> what? 
Yeah. Yeah, there, it's that like off to the side. It's like this big, like Mike Wazowski looking lamp that's like by the side of her couch. Very interesting <laughs> choice from set designers, I must say. Very. Shout out to yeah, the set was... designer on this one. Very nice. I feel, like they, I feel like they found it. They're like, well, we can't not use this. Right? I mean, <laughs> we, we have, have to. to put this in the, the, the set designer just uses it in every single uh, movie that they do. Every movie. Imagine. <laughs> Let me look at the set designer. Try be, dude, trying to become a household name. So it's I like, also, oh, this I also is wanna... classic John. I also want to mention that this is probably uh, Amanda Seyfried's like second best movie behind uh, Jennifer's Body. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about In Time with Justin Timberlake? I was just about to mention that movie. I swear that. <laughs> yes. I, I I it baffles me that that movie like exists. You know, it kind of feels like uh, like a myth of a movie. Like I I don't know like like that movie In Time didn't happen for somehow. Joe, like, you want to like hear something? Stuff. You want to hear something sad about that movie? What? I saw it with my brother and father in theaters, oh. and the three of us flipped out when Johnny Galecki came on screen because we're like, "It's a letter for the Big Bang Theory!" Oh, oh my god. goodness! Oh, oh my god! Fucking comedy, Spencer. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this was peak Big Bang Theory, and I mean. Uh, if anything, and, this was this was like in the good times of Big Bang Theory, you know. Okay, well, there, there was no good big good times, times. times. No, there were not. There were first none. five seasons. First five seasons. Uh, those were good times. Uh-huh. Those were big good times. times. It just gets me okay, so fired up, Aaron, Geo from Two. Yeah, <laughs> we, so we all make up. mistakes. Okay, Aaron likes iCarly more than Drake and Josh. That's not true. I wow. want that on the record. That's not true. Wow. We all make mistakes. I think it is. That, I, I I feel like you're just holding back on it, dude. That's on the record. I want that to be known that that is not true. <laughs> I am familiar that Drake and Josh is the best thing to ever come out of Nickelodeon. I'm on the record saying that. Stand by your cause, damn it. <laughs> you stand for nothing. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything, right? Katy Perry. Exactly. Um, exactly. And then the voiceover. How did we? <laughs> how did we feel about the voiceover? I don't know. It was and fine. It's just like another thing with Taxi Driver. You know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, a lot of movies do that. That whole like you know journaling as a narration. Yeah. Tool. You know. It's, I guess nothing new. I don't know. Yeah. I thought the writing was the writing was probably better in the voiceovers than it was in. Like conversations, and then Ethan Hawke's voice work was really good with those two. I mean, it makes more yeah, sense I, in I writing. Would agree with that. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, definitely. All right, yeah, we'll get to the uh, interesting thoughts here since we're kind of running out of time. Um, I'll, I'll kick us off. Uh, r- incredible performance from Ethan Hawke. Uh, he definitely was robbed of an Oscar nomination after reviewing that list. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. We touched on that. Uh, I really liked cinematography. I thought the writing was good, but like I said, it kind of like my interest from it waned as the movie went on, and then I I got some time away from the movie. Like it's been two days since I watched it, and I'm like, uh, I'm not as hot as it now. Like when I looked at my notes, the score I gave uh, right after the movie, I'm probably gonna I knocked it down like a pointer uh, or so. So I'm giving it like you know a seven, seven and some change. You know, like it's right around there for me. Right yeah. But I I, I, you know, I I'd, I'd say it's worth checking out. You know, a twenty four movie. They're always pretty good. Yeah, uh, except, for, except for Tusk. Oh my god! <laughs> except for Tusk. Yeah. Ridiculous. Except for Tusk. No, but um, what's it called? I I, I uh didn't uh care for it too much. You know, it was like a watchable film. Had a lot of interesting um points and themes and stuff. But I I didn't care for it too much. Ethan Hawke was great and stuff. But none none of the other characters uh, really wowed me except from for the fact that just Cedric the Entertainer was even in a, in a movie like this. <laughs> 
that, that's that's kind of like worth watching and on its own yeah but uh but yeah it was nothing nothing too crazy uh, in, in my view I, I would give it like a out of 10 to be honest we, all right sorry before before Aaron goes we didn't touch on the the scene where cendric and enter, the entertainer runs from the church to the apartment in the suit and he's like hustling along. oh God. <laughs> he's like trying to run like he like he's not, he doesn't want to like he doesn't want to sprint he, he, he wants he does that like he can't jog. he does that like oh that is his sprint he, I will he say does. that that was very accurate to like a to like uh it's like a pastor's run almost you know that's oh yeah, yeah. that's very Dude, much it, a it's run. uh it looked a lot like that that uh kind of movie do in like a crosswalk when the guy in the car is looking at you and you're walking and you like you run <laughs> but with your upper body only you yeah. know like only, only your arms are running you you only speed up your arms yeah you know, yeah like, yeah. Kind of... like I'm going I'm going can't you see I'm going <laughs> oh my god amazing. All right, anyway, I'll get into my th- final thoughts here. Uh, I think we said it best earlier when I said that the, the themes of this movie are definitely greater than the sum of the the filmmaking. Uh, it deals with some really interesting themes, uh, stuff to do with the church and modern-day problems that people are looking at. I touched on that a little bit, too. Uh, the cinematography, there's some interesting shots in here, but I think at the end of the day, it's just kind of purposeless. I mean, I don't... I'm sure you could get, extrapolate some purpose out of it, but I, I just I wasn't a huge fan of the cinematography. And upon rewatching, I think that uh, the aspect ratio really distracted me for some reason, uh, just because I didn't think it was necessary. Uh, I really like the idea of a uh, of like corrupting someone uh, or corrupting someone's like with an ideology. I really like that concept. Ethan Hawke, great performance. I'm gonna say it again, Amanda Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> you know, she was she was good. She was also in Ted too, so I'm not really don't have a high uh hey, standard for her. First of all, hey, first Ted was fire. Oh, the first right, Ted was good. Second one, not yeah. good. Dude, hold on, but the second one, second one, because I, I have to get this in. The second one is uh where they had that scene in the sperm bank, and they're at the sickle cell part, and then it falls on Ted. He's like, "You're covered in rejected black sperm. You're like a Kardashian." One of my favorite lines. Uh, and also one of the it. hardest times I've ever seen my father laugh. Like he was, oh, he was, he was like, oh my God. he liked that joke way too much. Um, oh, Rex. I'm sorry, Aaron, did that wrap up your thoughts? Yeah, it did. I just had to get my rating before you made the sperm joke oh, and sickle cell sorry. joke. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a solid six out of 10. I enjoyed it. All right. All right. <clears throat> Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Till the next time, I'm Spencer. I'm Aaron. I'm Gio. And this has been the 35mm Colonoscopy Podcast, reminding you that every day is Earth Day. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I love that one.